Hello, my name is Janice B. Gordon. This is Scale Your Sales Podcast. Welcome to the Scale Your Sales Podcast, listed number nine of 42 best podcasts for every sales professional in 2021. I am Janice B. Gordon, the customer growth expert, recommended by LinkedIn as one of 15 innovative sales influencers to follow in 2021. My next guest helps salespeople use video to build relationships on video. She is author of Look Me in the Eye, the founder of Selling on Video Masterclass. She has a background as a professional actor, having appeared in over 50 commercials, films and TV shows, including HBO Sex in the City. Welcome to Scale Yourselves podcast, Julie Hansen. Welcome to Scale Yourselves podcast, Julie Hansen. Thank you, Janice. I'm so happy to be here with you. Well, I'm really excited to talk about your book. Besides the fact I love the title, Look Into My Eyes. And that's the thing that often people don't get. We're so um, distracted by the big screen that we forget that actually it's, it's this we need to focus on. So tell me more about your journey to writing this book, because I know you've been really busy over lockdown. Absolutely. Well, I've taught presentation skills for years and certainly worked with a, a small amount of people that were doing it virtually and doing using video. But normally I'd be in a training class. I'd say, okay, you know, when you're presenting virtually, how many of you use your webcam? And it'd be like, you know, two brave people would put their hands up, you know? Uh, so when the pandemic hit and everybody went on video for the most part, uh, I watched as with the eyes of a former actor uh, and saw people struggle with the same things I struggled with as an actor when you go from live theater to working in front of a camera without the benefit of having any training <laughs> to take you through that process. So it's been uh, a very interesting journey to see uh, companies re really, you know, give people all the technology and, and here's the messaging and let's say this and let's approach our customers this way and, and turn your camera on and go. Oh, and be engaging and compelling and make them feel like you're sitting across from them. And it's, it's not happening because it's not a natural skill. So I developed uh, a video course, the Selling on Video Masterclass, and then worked with you know a thousand salespeople. And out of that came the book, Look Me in the Eye, using video to build relationships with customers, partners, and teams. Because in addition to just the how do we, you know, how do we frame ourselves on video? What's the, you know, what's the best way to really make people feel seen and heard? How do I use my body language? Uh, they're also struggling with how do I just connect with someone on the other side of the screen? How do I read body language if I am looking at the camera? So all of these questions I tried to answer in the book in a real tactical way, because, you know, as salespeople, we like to know, well, what do I, what am I supposed to do? You can tell me to look at the camera all day long, but it's hard and I'm trying to read body language. So I'm not going to do it right. Um, yeah. In a way that is effective. Yeah. You tell me to look at the camera, but what am I looking at? 
you know what right. am I supposed to observe and and how do I read that I think that um people don't realize how different face to face because we do so much of our data gathering unconsciously and actually mm -hmm. when we're virtual we have to do it consciously we have to make an effort because it's not a natural thing Absolutely. It's not an actual thing. Like you said, it's a, it's a very artificial environment. And if you think about it, we have been honing our face-to-face -face skills for our entire life. And this, you know, moving into this artificial environment is very unnatural. And there's no reason that we should be good at it without some guidance and practice and and right now people have been on video for a while, but they're really reinforcing a lot of bad habits as opposed to getting better at it and really working to connect with people on the other side of the camera. Yeah, yeah. So what would you say the biggest mistake that salespeople make when you know the sales leader says, you know, here's all the tools, just get on with it. <laughs> what right. do you think is the biggest failing? Well, first of all, it's approaching being on camera is like, okay, I'm just going to do what I did face to face on camera and not understanding that the camera reads things differently. It magnifies certain things like movement, you know, if you're moving very quickly uh, and, and then it misses a lot of nuances. Like uh, if you're not really fully smiling, it doesn't look to someone like you're smiling. So a lot of people, times people think they're look happy and you, they play back the video and they're like, wow, I don't, I look kind of mad. Right. Uh, or they don't realize how precise the camera picks up your eye contact. They'll be looking at, you know, kind of splitting the difference between the screen and the camera. And so to the customer, it seems like, you know, what are you looking at? Right. <laughs> because if you're not looking at the camera, you are, you know, really, you could be looking at anything. We don't know. We don't have that shared context we do when we're in the same environment. So I guess it's approaching this new medium in the same way that we did face-to-face -face and not adjusting for these realities that impact the way our customer sees us and uh, their whole experience, right? Mm -hmm. So um, I wonder that, you know, to practically adapt, what are some of the exercises, you know, when you're doing your, your, your course, your, your workshop, what are the, some of the exercises that you might do that really create the aha moment? Um, because sometimes we need to we need to see it for ourselves or feel it for ourselves or, or be on the side of the customer to actually understand, you know, what it, what it really feels like. Because if we were the customer and the uh, seller or the other person was doing it, we would feel the same things exactly. as our buyers do. Right, so I right. would imagine <laughs> that it's quite, when you're in the room or you're, you're actually doing your workshop virtually, the actual practical exercises create a lot of the aha moments as well. Indeed, absolutely. So for example, if, if you are, say you're talking to me, Janice, and you're pouring your heart out and the problems that you're having and it's very frustrating and uh, affecting your, your job, and I'm looking at your shoes the whole time, you might think, gosh, is she really interested? That's kind of rude, right? She didn't really care. Uh, this happens 
all the time on video, right? Our customer is telling us about their, you know, their challenges, which we, we want to hear, we want to help them with. And we are looking down as if, you know, we could be looking at our phone. We could be, you know, and, and salespeople tell me, well, I'm looking at their image. And I know they're looking so hard at that image, trying to gain some knowledge from it. But the customer is not going to make excuses for us. They're not going to go, oh, well, I bet, I bet uh, Julie's looking at my image. <laughs> uh, even if they do, that's logic. And relationships aren't built on logic. They're built on emotion. Mm-hmm. And so even if logically somebody gives you a pass, which they don't have to, <laughs> uh, it doesn't feel like you're attentive. And they walk away with that. I don't know. I just didn't, you know, didn't really connect with that person. They didn't seem like they were that interested, seemed very, you know, self-serving. So that's what we're not, we're not understanding how these things that we do impact our customer. They would impact us exactly the same, you know? So you're right. It's that aha moment when I say, tell me your deepest, darkest secrets. (laughs) And I'm looking down, right? It's such a, it's, it's a basic thing and we are disregarding that as it doesn't matter because it's hard, right? Yeah. Because it's, it's counterintuitive. And also because sellers don't have a way to, uh, they, they don't have the technique that they need to actually look at the camera, um, see that customer there, and also read body language or know when they need to read body language, when to check body language. And also what does that body language mean? Because we show up differently in front of a screen. And I'm sure you've seen this uh, customers or, you know, most people are very passive when they're in front of a, a screen. We've been trained to sit in front of a screen to receive information, right? So especially if I'm a customer and you're gonna give me a presentation, I'm like, you know, where's the popcorn, right? <laughs> and my face is, falls into what I call resting business face, which is just kind of the blank, you know, no emotion, no expression. And we see that as sellers and we panic, right? It's like, oh my gosh, they hate it. It's, um, they're bored. And so we start doing all these things like rushing and cutting things out. And we create this self-fulfilling prophecy because we don't understand that that's typical on-screen behavior and what we should look for instead or certain, you know, clusters of signals that indicate someone's distracted or um, it is not in agreement. Uh, so, so those are just really foundational things, techniques that we need to develop if we're going to continue to, you know, grow in this medium. You, I mean, when you were talking, I was really thinking how much miscommunication happens because we're through video and, you know, the, this new medium that we're reading it as if we're face to face, but actually it's not it's not the same language. So reading it, it completely differently. Yeah. Very, very interesting. I, I absolutely uh, love this. So tell me more about buyers refusing to go on cameras. I thought this was really interesting. Something that you said. Yes, it's, it's been a bit of a wave as far as people turning their cameras off. You know, initially everybody was like, Oh great, let's connect. We can go on video, and, uh, and and that was that was that was nice. And then people got started to get a little burned out. And a study came out on Zoom fatigue and how you know how draining it is for people to be on video. And 
it, you know, there are some scientific bases behind that as far as, you know, it does take more energy to, if you're doing it well, it does take more energy to be on camera because you have to bring more energy because the camera just takes away a natural chunk of your energy. So to compensate that, we have to bring more energy. But uh, people have really glummed onto that as an excuse not to turn their video on. And that's problematic for, you know, we can't always control what a buyer does, right? People are like, well, I always tell my buyer to put it on. It's like, well, you know, you can't, you don't want to make them too defensive, right? And there might be a very good reason when somebody doesn't have their camera on. So we have to adapt in terms of, we have to be as confident talking to someone who doesn't have their camera on as if they do, right? And we have to develop that skill. And it's, it's as close to being an actor as any salesperson will ever get, because it is literally, you know, I've, I've been on sets where I'm saying my, you know, I'm talking to my scene partner. They're not even on the set that day. And I'm, I've got a camera in my face and I have to use that same emotion. I have to visualize their reaction. I have to, uh, you know, picture them, you know, expressing something in a, re a response that I'm not getting so that it feeds me and it gives me the right energy to have that conversation. So there are techniques to, to supplement that. Um, and I think part of that people not being on camera is it hasn't been a great experience for a lot of people. Right, they're used. They get on. They get on video calls with salespeople that aren't looking at them, that are distracted, that are, you know, not engaging. They're and they want to have their camera off so they can do what they want to do. They can multitask. Right. I always ask people. It's like, what do you do when your camera is off? Well, that's probably what other people are doing. So you have to make darn sure that you are as engaging and dynamic as possible. That they don't feel compelled to reach for a distraction. And hopefully they decide to switch their camera on because it is so engaging and entertaining and informative. That's, I suppose, what you're, you're driving towards, isn't it really? Yes, ideally. Yeah. And, and just to, you know, they want to further that relationship. And so it's, it's a, you know, a give take and, if they feel like you're really committed to, you know, building this relationship and getting to know this person, then it is compelling to want to reciprocate. I suppose there's a there's um, a balance between, you know, imagine you've got a, a, a buy with the camera off. There's a balance between pushing it and going back into the traditional sales um, of selling, uh, you know, trying too hard to right. actually lifting your energy, being really informative and adding value and coming across um, with confidence without, when the screen is off. And, you know, like, right. how do you get that right balance so that they don't think, oh gosh, this is a salesperson, they're gonna sell it to me and they're just talking at me as opposed right. to inviting me into the conversation and that I would want to have a conversation with them. How do they get that right balance? Well, it's interesting you say that because there's there's really like two parts to what you said. There's that energy, like do we want, you know, we don't want to overwhelm them with energy. And then there's the talking at them. And I, I, and oftentimes you're right that sometimes those go together, but but we need to bring more energy. I, I see highly 
energetic, charismatic salespeople in person that are, you know, just so wooden on camera because their energy drops. And also we're seated most of the time. So that's a low energy position. And somewhere we've heard this advice that we should be, you know, just be yourself on camera and just be natural. Well, if you hear that, it's like, we read that as being comfortable, like, and we start to get a little, you know, cozy and we lean back and our energy goes down. And so our voice gets flatter and our face gets less expressive. And, and it just does not read well on camera, which means it doesn't read well to your customer. It looks like you're not interested. So we have to bring that energy. We have to know how to channel it in, into this small you know, space. And, uh, and then we have to be able to have a conversation, which means it's not an energetic like fire hose of you know, coming at someone. It's leaving space for that person to respond or even just mentally respond. Uh, what happens is because we can't see the other person, we fill in all these gaps, not realizing that they're still having the same thought process. So if I was sitting across from you and right now, you know, you're nodding as I say something, right? Um, but if I couldn't see you and I say, I'm saying something that I know would probably resonate, I need to imagine you kind of nodding. And then I can kind of pause to that and say, you know, so, so that's, you know, so right. So here's what we're going to do to solve that problem. I need to visualize some of those, you know, small reactions that we don't get because that's part of that communication loop that is we're used to having. We're used to saying something, we get a reaction from the person that feeds us. So we respond to that. And it's, and it, that's what creates that natural flow of conversation. And that loop is broken because we don't have that feedback. So we have to fill that in. We have to know just because I am, I can't see you doesn't mean you don't have a thought about what I just said, right? Or you're not nodding or you're not going, huh? You know, we can't even hear some of those little verbal nuances that we used to hear because of the two-way nature of the microphones, right? So you have to fill that in and just, I always tell people, imagine that someone is with you and interested and see them responding in a positive way, because that brings out the best energy in you. And it brings out that natural flow, you know, the ebb and flow of pausing and, and speaking. I, I think that's a great tip in, in imagining that. Um, but I'd like to pick up on uh, you said about being yourself. And mm. so, you know, we're both women here in, in working in the, the sales industry. And I have seen this when, and certainly when I was first joined uh, uh, sales in the 1990s, that there was an expectation that women in sales would sell like men. The whole kind of traditional sales process and the training we were given were, was being very bullish. Um, yes. and, and, you know, even the words that we still use now, which I, 
you know, I really have a problem with Hunter, you know, right. closing, rushing, you know, winning. And you think these are human beings on the other side. And we use right. language that has so little respect for our buyers. And the thing is, buyers now have all the control, but we're still using that language. And I often pick people up on, on, on that language. So... How do you see you know, diversity and uh, how do you see that working uh, in the sales industry? And do you see an impact in the way that we come across online? Wow, that's so, that's such an interesting question and so much to that. I too was taught in this very hard driving, more macho energy type of sales style. And it didn't, feel right. It never felt right for me, you know? So I always felt like I was trying to be someone I wasn't. And I really struggled with that in sales. And it wasn't until I really fully just embraced who I was and, and stepped into that and was authentic and, and approached it with my own style that I was successful. And so I think a lot of people have been trained that way. A lot of people are still being trained that way because like you said, that's a that's an old consistent thread that runs through sales and are trying to break out of that and find their own voice. And it's, it's a very important journey. And I think uh, there aren't, the, you know, there weren't the tools back then to figure that out. And I think now we have a lot of good role models. We have a lot of resources. Um, my first book, which was Act Like a Sales Pro, was all about uh, how to step into that role of a salesperson when you don't you don't feel as maybe extroverted as you know the rest of the team, or you don't feel as you know hard. You know, I'm going to win this sale, and I'm going to you know you're not you don't have that killer instinct or whatever they're trying to sell. And how do you how do you use the the skills and the parts of your personality? to be really effective and to bring those to light because there's lots of, you know, there's lots of different qualities that are effective in sales and they're effective with different people and, uh, and harnessing those and learning to step into those is really uh, an important journey. Um, and as far as, you know, diversity, gosh, when I first started training uh, tech teams, especially, you know, I was the only woman in the room, right? And, you know, the, the students, the managers, everybody was, was male. And that has certainly changed, not as dramatically as it could, but it's really made, they've made some strides, you know, to be more diverse in the last, gosh, especially five or seven years. Um, but, you know, long ways to go, long ways to go for sure. And so that mix of energy has sort of open people up to more different styles. So I think that's a very positive outcome. And do you think that the environment has the bite because buyers are in charge and what their needs are and understanding them as individuals, not as, you know, the corporate um, uh, bod uh, or group. Do you think that the the whole environment, the, the mindset of sales is actually move to be more not so much feminine energy but actually using the the skills to nurture the relationship the you know listening skills and you talked a lot about 
understanding the body language. So it's really actively listening. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> These are the skills that are very relevant for the here and now. So do you think that actually um, the whole industry that's driven by buyers has actually become a perfect um, ecosystem or, or mm. grounding for more women to come through, that they are will be in demand and should be in demand because there's a lot of skills that they have that naturally fit in this, uh, this new um, environment. Yes, I think you're right. I think it's a con, you know, a confluence of different factors. The fact that you know buyers, uh, buyers want to be heard, right? And so suddenly we're trying to like, oh, we have to listen to them and we have to be more empathetic and all these skills that were not really part of sales necessarily. Sales was, you know, we got in our business mode and we didn't talk a lot about feelings and we didn't share a lot of emotions and and those are the things that that we need to convey on video. And that, you know, you really hit it on the head because on, on video, when all you have is, you know, 20% of your body, 15, 20% of your body has to communicate and your face is on screen and your face has nothing to say. I would say, if your face has nothing to say, why are you on video, right? I mean, why, why go to the trouble? Like this is your communication tool. And I, and I've worked with so many salespeople that, you know, they get on video and they have this very flat, you know, resting business face. And they're, they're trying to be, because we still have this old and great thought, they're trying to be business-like. They're going to be business-like. Well, like you said, buyers aren't, they aren't the business. They are a, an individual and they have feelings and they have thoughts and emotions. And so do you. And to establish a relationship, you have to let go of that facade and some people are, are not as comfortable doing that. That's, that's not something we're taught to do in business, right? And you have to be a little more vulnerable. You're, you're vulnerable when you're on camera because we can see everything. And the camera is really a lie detector. So if you're trying to be someone you're not on video and you're trying to be very buttoned up and not show emotion, it's gonna, you know, it, your customer's gonna sense something is off. And so it really does not serve us to continue to um, bring that style, that um, unemotional, that hard driving sales, not, not really hearing, seeing the buyer on video, because that is going to, you know, blow up in our faces. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I read a lot. You do say buyers want to be heard. Mm -hmm. Um uh, and, and that's kind of your your mantra and how does that happen online how do you do that and I love that you're giving people the skills to be able to do that so that's 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 wonderful so if um let me ask you who is your hero or shero Julie oh I have so many so many in in sales that have you know opened doors and shown me that there is a different way to to, uh, to sell and to, to be in this space, to be successful. Um, and I would say right now, I'm thinking about Jill Conrath and she was one of the first women sales authors, you know, ever, uh, you know, successful. And when my first book came out, she reached out to me and said, hey, um, 
if you want to chat, I'd love to talk to you. You know, it's a, about what it's, you know, what it's like in this space. Welcome to the, welcome to the world of being, you know, a, a sales expert. And at that time, there were very few female sales authors. And she was like, you may be wondering why there aren't too many of us in this space. And she had put together this group, this collection of uh, women sales authors, consultants, trainers, who uh, gather together, share ideas, support each other. And I'll tell you, that's just been really life-changing uh, to be able to have these mentors and now be able to mentor other women that are trying to rise up in the industry. And uh, trying to do this all by yourself um, is, is a difficult road. And so I'm, I'm grateful to her for you know, sharing that experience and being willing to open that up to other women. Yes, Jill Conrath is a legend. <laughs> and I, I was lucky enough to interview uh, her on, on this podcast. So, uh, and a lot of people actually, actually um, like you've had recognized her for her, her influence. So, you yeah. know, that, that's, that's great. That you, and it's really putting a legacy in place. It's not just about one person, but it's actually creating that legacy for more people to come through. So, um, fantastic. So how can listeners get hold of you, Julie? They can find me either on LinkedIn, Julie Hansen Sales Training, or on my website, juliehansen.live. Or they can go to Amazon and get my new book, Look Me in the Eye, Using Video to Build Relationships with Customers, Partners, and Teams. And um, I, on my website, I've got all kinds of blogs and videos that, that talk about many of the techniques. But of course, most of them are in the book as well. Excellent. Well, thank you for sharing all of your, your knowledge and experience. And, you know, this is such a relevant subject. Um, even those that used to do uh, online work, it's completely different. The expectation is so much higher. So this is, is sorely needed. So thank you for being a guest on Scale Your Sales podcast, Julie. Oh, thank you, Janice. It's been great to chat with you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Scale Your Sales podcast. If you like this discussion, feel free to listen to other episodes or watch the caption show on YouTube and subscribe to future episodes. I would really appreciate it if you would leave a positive review on iTunes. Thank you.